Hey friends. I am just really humbled and grateful for this opportunity to have Noelle here to share her story with us. Noelle is a military spouse, and so we are going to be diving into the struggles of that, but also match it with hope. Um, There is hope in all circumstances, and so Noelle is going to share that with us. And she's also a boy mom through and through, and she is pregnant with her third, and we are anxiously awaiting. Noelle, I cannot wait to see on Instagram, all of the new baby things and the labor and all of that. So would you share a little bit about yourself with us? Sure. So I am married to a Marine. Um, In my family, we don't have any military background. So my dad still says that my husband's in the army and I'm always having to correct him because it's the Marine Corps. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's still, it's been, I've been married to my husband for um, it'll be eight years in August. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And we are college sweethearts. So we, we met at Miami University in Ohio when we were sophomores. And he is my, he is and was my first boyfriend and I was his first girlfriend. So Aww. we are, we have been linked for, I, I would say now 12 years. Um, so he's my favorite person and also my least favorite person at the same time. You know? <laughs> The old, but I always say he's the only person I can live with mm. every single day. I mean, I, I have that. my best friends, but Ryan is the only person I can live with every single day. Oh, I love that. So he's, he's a good guy. And yes, I'm a boy mom. I am pregnant with my third boy and I'm done after this. <laughs> not because, and not because, you know, I mainly because I just don't want to be pregnant again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I love my kids. I just don't want to be pregnant again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> for sure. But, but yeah, so mili- we've, my husband's been in the military since 2012. So once we graduated college, he commissioned and he uh, joined so that he could be a pilot in the Marine Corps. So that's where our journey starts. So that is amazing. <laughs> it sounds so. I always joke because I've actually never seen Ryan fly a helicopter. I've seen pictures of him flying okay. a helicopter. So it's one of those things where I say the helicopter pilot, but maybe deep down I don't really believe it. Yeah. I've never <laughs> witnessed him getting in, turning it on, and just saying <laughs> bye, honey. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so he has been in the military for almost ten years, and you've never seen him fly. Yeah. Okay. Can well, I? Ask? I've seen him fly over our house okay. again. Allegedly, I've never seen his face hanging <laughs> is, out the window. <laughs> that is hilarious. I feel like that is the epitome of the military. Like you hear about all these things and you you see pictures, but you don't really get to experience much of it, which has to be so hard. Yeah. I, in a way, though, I feel like. I know I have some friends whose husbands fly different aircraft and they've actually, you know, experienced seeing them fly, land and get out of the helicopter. But I think just based on what my husband's job was mm-hmm. or is, I just, we don't have that type of opportunity, but I really feel like it's kind of protected my heart in a way so that obviously his job's really scary, but to be able to kind of disassociate it. Mm. And actually when he comes home, I still see him as a regular person. Mm. I don't really associate him with the massive aircraft that he flies. So Mm. for me, it's kind of, I love uh, protects my heart a little bit. I love that so much. I just love hearing about 
God's grace in people's lives. It's just so unique how it shows up and it's all over. I love that so much. Okay. So he went into the military in 2012. Were y'all still in college or was that after graduation? Yes. So during college in the summers, he would have to go to Quantico, Virginia and do what's called officer candidate school, Mm -hmm. which is basically the first kind of step into becoming an officer in the Marine Corps. It's kind of like their, it's how they weed people out in a way. Mm -hmm. So he would be there. I believe it was six weeks for two summers or it was 10 weeks for two summers. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. But that was a really unique time for our relationship because um, for the first three weeks, he couldn't talk to anyone mm-hmm. outside of, you know, the guys and girls in Quantico with him. Mm-hmm. So we would have to write letters. And so I still have the letters from uh, those two summers. And it just really helped us solidify, you know, and talk about our dreams, solidify our, our relationship. And it really added this special component to our story that, um, not many people, um, that I know have or had. Yeah. So before you were even married, he was in the military. He was, he was, it's like applying to be in the military. Okay. So, so you knew that he was going into the military. It wasn't like a surprise in your marriage. Okay. I just didn't know. We didn't know if he would be able, if he would get the, a pilot position. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you know um, much about our story. I've only shared vaguely about our story about um, we, we do have military in our family Mm -hmm. and um, Ben had a really deep desire to go into the military before we were married. And then I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we were married and then um, in college, the Lord just kind of changed his direction and he became a youth pastor. And then after we got married, he, the desire just kind of rekindled inside of him. And that was the, one of the most difficult things that we have ever been through trying to decide because military is all about sacrifice. Like everybody's sacrificing both ways. And, um, ultimately I ended up being diagnosed with cancer, which is crazy as it sounds. It was kind of a blessing in disguise because we were able to be on the same page. Like, okay, obviously I'm getting treatment. Right. I I remember remember hearing that in the when you guys were talking about the cancer journey with um, yes. you and Ben were on the phone, fo- like not on the phone, on the podcast together, I think. Yes. Yes. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. We shared about it then. And so, um, I didn't but, realize how closely aligned it was with your diagnosis. Yes. I know it's, it seems like a lifetime ago now, but that was one of the hardest, like I said, one of the hardest seasons that we walked through. And so, I love that you all were on the same page before, but I know that there has been really amazing stuff and really hard stuff. And so, um, I would love for you to share with our, our listeners, just let's start with the good stuff first. Let's start with what has been the biggest blessing, uh, being a military spouse, being a military family that you have seen. Well, I appreciate that we're going to talk about the good stuff because it's so easy to focus on the negatives. Um, But I would definitely say the friendships that were formed, that I was able to form um, during, from the beginning to even now, um, you know, we, as a military family, we move a lot. And like you said, there's so many sacrifices, but I really believe that 
military spouses are some of the most sounds so cliche but resilient and Mm. open-hearted people yes no matter where I've lived I've always been able to make at least one really good friend Mm. and I think that's very special to our community because nobody wants to be the odd girl out and um every time we've moved I've always had at least one friend introduce me to another friend or there's a spouse Facebook group where people are just like hey I moved here I need a friend does anyone want to you know go for a walk in a park with our with you know with my kids and it's Mm. not creepy you know yeah everyone kind of knows someone who knows somebody six degrees of separation Mm -hmm. and for the Marine Corps there's that saying that the Marine Corps is really small so you'll always end up reuniting with a friend from a different time and I've definitely experienced that several times Mm. but I would say you know the friendships that I formed in the very beginning when my husband started his military career are some of my closest friends we got dogs together we started having babies at the same time and you know went through deployments together and to have people who understand the sacrifice and the the struggles really intimately is really special and yeah people make all the difference right (laughs) Oh my goodness. So if you had to choose, what are some of the hardest things that military spouses deal with? The first thing that comes to mind would be measuring expectations because in many ways being married, at least in my experience, being married to a military guy, it's, you can't compare it to friends who aren't in the military, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The expectations that you put on your husband aren't necessarily fair if you're going to compare, like if I were to compare my marriage with anyone, that's not fair, but um, the expectations of what your husband can, um, can and can't do for you. Um, And that was really hard for me, especially when my husband was deployed. So Mm -hmm. um, managing my expectations and then coupling that with a deployment, but even going before then, the preparation before deployment, you know, at the end of the day, there's your husband's job oftentimes will feel like it's more important than your marriage. Mm. And in the beginning of our relationship and in the beginning of our marriage, not a relationship, I very much felt like the mistress, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I heard people say that, but again, I'd been with Ryan for so long. I didn't really believe it because I don't know. I didn't, I don't know what you know, he experienced in um, basic training. I don't know what he experiences when he's in his, um, when he was in his pilot training from the people above him, what they're telling him. But now looking back, hindsight, I see like, man, that poor guy was, was, was put through the ringer mm-hmm. at work. And then he comes home and put through the ringer with me. <laughs> and so it's just all of these expectations that he's juggling because he wants to do a good job because he, he knows the sacrifices that he's putting you through and then the sacrifice he's putting himself through. So I would say in the beginning of as a newlywed military spouse, juggling those expectations and then being able to, you know, prepare myself for the fact that I have to say goodbye to my husband who I barely see already. It, it's just, it's not a normal feeling. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm going back into the head of my head as a 23 year old because yeah. now I'm 32. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot, a lot has happened. Yeah. Do you feel like this is so interesting to me? Do you feel like there's a point when military spouses have mastered deployment or even just not even deployment, but something just like everyday military life? Do you feel like there's a point where you've mastered it? Um, I think there's certain aspects that you feel really confident in. And then at least in my experience with the military, they often, you'll get a wrench thrown at you. Um, Mm -hmm. Like one of my husband's best friends, uh, he passed away in a helicopter training accident. Mm -hmm. It's a regular Tuesday, nothing, you know, there's, it was just, he went to work. He didn't come home that night. Mm -hmm. And that was one of those moments where like a wrench was thrown into our lives because literally it was just a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made us realize like this job is actually really dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, because you know that it's dangerous, but then when you see someone that you love and care for just gone, yeah, doing the exact same thing that your that my husband does, it yeah. really shook me up. And I don't think anything will ever prepare myself for that kind of stuff. Right. But then if I were to couple it with, if I were to look at, you know, military moves, yeah, I can do that in my sleep. We mm-hmm. just pack it up and we go. It's <laughs> hard, but it, it's what it is. Right. Um, and then, there's, you know, I was even today. So today was one of those days where my husband's working a little bit later and, you know, I'm 37 weeks pregnant. I didn't defrost any meat in the fridge. So we're going to drive 25 minutes to Chick-fil-A kids. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And they were happy. It, it was great until my four-year-old goes, mom, I need to go to the bathroom and of course. you know, COVID time. So no one can go inside. So I had to think quickly on my feet. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, I feel like being a military spouse, you're constantly just quickly thinking on your feet. Oh I feel my like gosh. that's like the picture of, you know, the the Marine Corps slogan one of the Marine Corps slogans is adapt and overcome mm. and I really think that that's what the military has taught me to yeah. just roll with the punches um, yeah what what is the biggest lesson that the Lord has taught you personally through being a military spouse and mom yeah um I guess piggyback piggybacking on that um to just let let go um, I, I'm very thankful that I'm not a super, like I'm, we all have our controlling a- aspects, right? But like, I, I think since being married to my husband and the journey that we've gone through, I've had to learn to just let go of a lot of things and to trust that, you know, like God's got us. My, the hardest, the hardest time I would say in our marriage and in our military journey was at, was during and after my husband's first deployment because I think I was my son I had just had my son eight months before he deployed and I was 27 um, I had no idea what to really expect beyond what people told me deployments were like and my husband wasn't deploying to like a super dangerous place he was deploying to Japan so his deployment if you looked at pictures in many ways felt like he was on vacation. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he'd be sending me pictures of him at waterfalls and going on these beautiful hikes and eating this exotic food. Mm. And then I was stuck at home taking care of a nine month old. Mm. Uh, so I really felt a lot of resentment 
and and I felt very angry at God. I felt very angry that my husband didn't really understand the hard that I was going through because this was our first kid. He'd never been with a nine month old before. He didn't know what I was going through. I didn't know what I was going through. Um, I decided to go home to my parents for four months, which was not a great idea. My parents are wonderful people. But again, when you've been married for at that point, four years, now have a new, have a baby. It's very easy to feel like a 17 year old teen mom. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt for four months. Mm. Um, wow. I bet that felt good. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have a car. Oh no. So, oh my <laughs> I pushing my kid in a stroller down my, my neighborhood that I grew up in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, oh. so that was, I, I learned a lot from that first deployment about myself. Um, I learned about, you know, how to better communicate the, my needs to my husband from, you know, when he's living the dream miles away, the bachelor life. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy deployment for him. I mean, you know, he had to still do his job and, you know, there were, there were struggles with his job over there too. I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay his experience because I know mm-hmm. it was hard, but that was, um, I, I look back on that um, journey and I was really pushing away from God. I was really resisting him and thinking like, I just need to be strong. I just need to be tough. I just need to, I just need to, I just need to. And, um, and I, I've, I've never felt so far from my husband, from God. I just was so angry, mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other hard part about being back home was, you know, I was with my friends that I grew up with, like my, my best friends from high school and college, but they didn't know what I was going through. They didn't understand. They may have been married, but like, again, they don't, they didn't get it. Um, and like right before my husband got back from his deployment, there was a mishap um, that his squadron experienced. And that really shook me. And that really was kind of like when it was like a wake up call for me, because I, like I said, I had been trying to do everything on my own. And that was I don't want to say like, I'm, I'm glad that that mishap happened, but it really helped me to thrill it, to snap out of this, of just resisting. It mm-hmm. made me just have to go with, you know, let go, yeah. go, let go of my expectations and just take every day, one day at a time. Yeah. I um, feel like that's a requirement to be a military family <laughs> to just kind of, I mean, almost literally sign a contract to say, Hey, Listen, we, we can read the plan, but we know it's probably not going to go that way. And so we'll send oh, yeah. our lives away anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which was the hardest, <laughs> the hardest thing for, for me. And we, well, I, I don't think I could have, if Ryan were to come to me today with our life, how it is to say, like, we have this much time left. I'm going to go. I want to join the military. I'd be like, yeah. hold up. But I was 20 through 22. I was naive. I was excited. I was like, it's, we're going to see the world. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was a huge, huge factor for us was kind of like, no, no, no. We already decided we were done with that. So we have two girls. Yeah. They're about yeah. to start like 
school they yeah. they need their soccer coach father yes exactly <laughs> I know and that's the other that's the other thing there are just so many things that I I mean like I said we are we are pro-military yeah. um and some of our it's funny because some of our a lot of our dearest friends are military families yeah. um but it just yeah you just you don't know um you sign up, but you don't really know what you're signing up for. So I feel like that has to be a requirement that you just trust in the Lord. And I don't know, it would be so hard to imagine doing it, doing the military life without having the Lord to say like, okay, God, I trust you with whatever, like, this mishap happened, but it happened for a reason, you know what yeah. you're doing. And I and that, was a, and that was a hard thing because my husband's squadron had that mishap. So, and then six months later, our friend died mm. and it was, and, and Ryan felt like he had, he had experienced a lot of like guilt because he was like, how did we walk away from that? But then Sam didn't mm. like, why, why me over yeah. him? And like, I just, that was a really tough time. That was a really tough year for us. But when he got back from deployment, um, it was hard for us to kind of get back on the same page because there was so much that we, we so much that we didn't, that we left unsaid during the deployment because of the resentment I was feeling. And then his inability to like be there for me and then not understanding how or why I was struggling and things like mm-hmm. that. So we ended up doing some um, uh, marriage counseling through our church. And then I did some counseling on my own. And that really helped me Hmm. um, because I really had to work on forgiveness and weighing my expectations. Um, And I feel like from that moment after that year, I became more all in with the military and stopped Hmm. looking at it like something that I would, that stopped looking at the Marine Corps as this father figure taking from me and instead looking at it like how can I make how can I be a better partner to my husband how can I help other military spouses to feel connected and to feel accepted and loved through all of the ups and downs and Mm -hmm. I think from and that was about 2018 when Ryan came back and when all those shifts started happening Um, and then like a year later I started my blog and I started talking a lot more about um, military life and just, you know, the journey. And, and yeah. so when I look back on that first deployment, Ryan went on in 2017 to his second deployment that he went on in 2019, completely different person. Mm. And the things that I've been able to help other more specifically military spouses who are women, um, especially ones who have children, it's been, it's truly been a God thing. Um, to be able to actually like use my stories and use my journey to, to to help them. Oh my gosh. I love that. I just love seeing how God works uniquely in people's lives and the journey that he has brought you on and just how he uses that suffering. Like I, I also feel like I say this every episode or at least think it like, it's just so sweet to see how God has used people's suffering to provide them direction in, in their lives. Like, Hey, you're going to struggle for a long time and it's going to be really hard, but I'm going to use it for good. And for my glory, I just, I love hearing that, that 
pumps me up so much. <laughs> so is there, um, anything that you're afraid of for the future? So my husband has pretty much decided that he, when his contract ends with the Marine Corps, which is in about two and a half years that he wants to, um, to leave the Marine Corps. And that has, that has been really hard for me. That, that potential decision has been really hard for me because as, the, as a spouse, you know, you really go along for the ride. Obviously you guys make decisions together, but this is a very personal decision for him based on his experience and based on his level of burnout, which I can't force him through or against, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because there's sacrifices that I'm willing to make because I've made them for so long. Um, you know, I, I feel comfortable continuing this route because it's all I know. Um, you know, Ryan never had a career prior to the Marine Corps that I can compare it to. Mm. And I knew the guy in college, so I know his study skill habits, you know, <laughs> I know when he decided he wanted to be in the Marine Corps my husband studied um, engineering. Mm-hmm. So when he decided he was going the Marine Corps route and was getting great, you know, marks and all of that, do you think he was trying that hard as an engineer? <laughs> no, he was just trying to graduate. Okay. <laughs> so, so when I think about us le- potentially leaving the military, it's very scary for me because I don't know. And my husband doesn't really know what he wants to do next. Mm. And with the, um, you know, post-COVID world we live in, going the airline route might seem like the obvious choice, but again, it's not so obvious now with how the world is looking. So Mm. that is really scary for me um, to trust in my husband that he's going to find a job that he likes more than what he's doing now, Mm. um, that will be able to live a certain comfortable life or not. Well, I have to go to work. There's so many different factors where in many ways, because the military is all I know, it's safe Mm. As scary as it is, as the risks are there, I at least know what to expect. Yeah. Um, And for us to go the civilian route, it's terrifying. We have to get health insurance. (laughs) Health insurance, you know, you, you don't hear about people who are afraid that their husbands are going to want to get out of the military. Like, I feel like it's usually yeah. the husband who wants to stay in and the wife yeah. is like, is this done yet? <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah. that seems so rare. Yeah, I guess it's, I mean, my husband's a very smart guy. I, I don't want to downplay him with his college, his 21 year old self, mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and a part of me, like, I trust that, you know, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. but it's really hard when you've kind of visualized your future and then it shifts Yeah, as you know, you know, yeah. when, when plans change and you have to just go with the flow, which mm-hmm. this is where I was saying, like my resistant self comes out and I'm like, this is safe. This is what I know. Why are you taking my safety blanket away? Yes. Um, you know, I, and, 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 you know, the friendships that I was telling you before, like all of that's going to shift, like my identity is going to change mm. as, you know, I'm Noelle, the Marine Corps spouse. Mm-hmm. What would I be? I'm just going to be right. the PTA mom. 
right (laughs) it's just all of that is you know and this is all happening when I'm like I'll be 35 maybe Mm -hmm. you know yeah I'm I'm old (laughs) girl you are not old I'll be 32 this year that is not old (laughs) feels it it feels refined (laughs) (laughs) yeah 32 is a great number it's a very refined number (laughs) but yeah. So I hope that makes that I hope that yeah. makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm clearly, I, I, I know in my heart that whatever happens and whatever direction we go is, you know, what's meant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I look back at the 12 years I've been with Ryan, you know, every hard step that we've gone through, God has given us something beautiful. And, mm. um, you know, I will say, I, we haven't we haven't talked about this yet, but I'll talk about it really quick. But the second deployment that my husband went on was another six month deployment, and it happened. He left ten days after our second son was born. Oh my and at the time, my pregnancy, I thought that was going to be my hardest time ever. I was so mad at God because we had been trying to have a second baby for at that point almost 10 months and we had to like kind of schedule it get it in the perfect timeline and I got pregnant on the last month of our quote-unquote perfect timeline Mm. um and in that timeline it was like that last month would guarantee that Ryan would be there for the birth but then we knew he'd be gone Mm -hmm. and I remember being so frustrated because I'm like why couldn't I have just gotten pregnant earlier I could have had a baby Ryan would have been there for the first six months and then he could go he would have a relationship with the child it would have been so much easier Mm. and that's what that's what I kept telling myself throughout that whole pregnancy and then we had our son then Ryan left and I have to say that that was that deployment was a hundred times better than the first deployment Mm. for who I was as a mother um the fact that I was raised I was taking care of a newborn versus a six-month-old I thank God over and over because he (laughs) because I can't imagine taking care of a three-year-old and a six-month-old a mobile six-month-old who's eating food who's just like (laughs) all up in your hair versus Mm. a cute little little newborn who just laid on me I could just I wore him all the time in my carrier like he was just like an accessory so God knew what he was doing yeah even though I was so mad at him Mm. and angry leading up yeah Um, and that deployment and that journey um, I really relied on my military community I stayed in San Diego I didn't go home Mm -hmm. for extended periods of time yeah um I okay really, so that was San Diego duh that yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah. Second... both times both times I was in San Diego oh okay yeah so the first appointment we were we had just gotten to San Diego we were there for maybe a year before so I had some friends had some connections but it wasn't like as solidified by the second time we had been there two and a half three almost three years yeah um and so I I was plugged into my church so I had my church community, I had my military community for that um, second deployment. And I, I planned that deploy every month of that deployment um, with having like a family member or a close friend stay with me for a week. So I always had something to look forward to um, and some like sense of relief 
yeah you know to help me out yeah and it was always funny because there's always something crazy that happened like the week before a family member or friend was going to stay with me and I was mm. like thank you lord because yeah. I'm losing it <laughs> yeah so oh my gosh I love that so much hearing how the lord worked out all the details as he always does but yeah that we always worry about. So I was so like, why couldn't, why couldn't I have just gotten pregnant three months before I did? Yeah. Like, God, do you know why? Yeah. That a newborn was so much easier than a six month old. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. My sister and I were just having this conversation, um, because her husband, um, got laid off because of COVID. And at first it felt like the worst thing ever, but then we were, she was actually just here physically in person. She lives in New York right now, but she was here a couple of days ago and we were just talking about how the Lord worked that out. Like at first, like I said, they thought it was the worst thing ever. And looking back, like they got to come visit and he is so much happier and, um, you know, they're, they're going to be just fine because of yeah. the financial things that are in place per COVID. And, you know, it just, it was really a blessing in disguise that the Lord just took care of. So, and of course, so many of those things happened throughout our journey, but that was the most recent conversation I was just yeah. having about this and just how, how sweet the Lord was. I would love to know what you would love for other military spouses to know if you could share one thing, one piece of advice, or just a thought that comes to mind, what do you want them to know to send them off with hope that you're not alone? Um, that all of your feelings are valid, but they're not going to, you know, whatever you're feeling, if it's a negative feeling, it's not going to last forever. Mm. Um, And one of my favorite quotes that a friend told me once was um, your percentage of getting through hard days is a hundred percent. And that's something that I, that's, that's a phrase that I take with me through motherhood challenges, through marriage challenges, Mm -hmm. um, because it's so easy to feel like you're alone and feel like no one understands what you're struggling with or that no one gets that, you know, you miss your husband or even your husband doesn't get that you need him. Um, but that you're not, that you're not alone. There are other, you know, spouses out there who get it and to reach out. Um, there's so many great resources out there as simple as Facebook, a Facebook group, Mm. um, and to not be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, that would, I isolated myself in that first deployment. I didn't realize I was isolating myself because I was surrounded by my family, but I isolated myself from a military community who could and would have supported me um, and helped me through just navigating how I was feeling and being frustrated. And with that second deployment, I really leaned into my communities and it changed everything. Mm. And obviously with, you know, depending on where you live and with the COVID times, community can be hard to find, but that's why for me, I am very thankful for social media. I'm very thankful for um, friends who are willing to connect you with another friend who's moving to wherever you are. So don't go at it alone. Mm. Okay. So as you were talking, I just kind of felt a nudge to ask you 
another question uh, to piggyback that first one. What is something that you want civilian women or men, families to know? People who are not in the military, what what is something that you want them to know? Um, To be empathetic, because I also remember in the beginning as a new spouse, always hearing that phrase, well, you know what you signed up for. Mm. And I don't think anyone knows what they signed up for, whether it's marrying their high school sweetheart or marrying a doctor. Or, Amen. You know, <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah. So that's that, right. You know, those types of phrases I I think can be really uh, those assumptions can be really painful and triggering because it also for me personally, it made me feel like I had to just find that strength within myself to Mm. rise above which in theory sounds really heroic but in execution is very isolating and frustrating Mm. especially when you know this is either your first deployment or your hundredth deployment you know every every time a little bit different so I would say be empathetic and you know you're not going to understand exactly what somebody's going through but to listen and to ask and to you know, if you're a Christian, try to pray for that family, try to pray for that person, um, show up for them in small ways, like as simple as giving them a Starbucks gift card. A lot mm-hmm. of people did that for me randomly, um, mainly because people felt bad. People really felt <laughs> bad for me because I had a, from with the second deployment, because I had a newborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, you need coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they actually fueled my coffee addiction. I didn't have one until they started giving me <laughs> oh gift cards to Starbucks. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me too. <sighs> so That's... just little things like that. Like you don't have to be somebody's therapist, but just show mm. up in small ways that they feel seen. Mm. Um, and this is a, this is, this is a shout out to my dad. Like, learn what branch they're in. Okay. Just say it's the Marine Corps. It's not the army. They're different. They're cousins. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. But I bet even those little things can feel uh, like when, when people get it right, quote unquote, yeah. it can feel respectful. Like it can, it can yeah. feel like people care. Yeah. or that people are aware and not, this is not a slant at your dad, but yeah, yeah, no. just in general for, I think it's a generational thing for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But just in general, I, I bet it can just feel respectful that yeah. even if they don't understand what you're going through, they can, yeah, or if they don't agree with it, like I have friends who don't agree with military, but they still respect me and respect my husband and what he does and the sacrifices we make like Mm. you're not always going to agree with what everybody does but you Mm. can still show them love and empathy yeah oh that's so good just be a generally kind human (laughs) yeah it's not that hard right yes right right oh I love that well Noelle thank you so much for sharing just so transparently I know that probably you don't feel like you shared anything profound but it's just so encouraging and sweet to hear your heart and just how the Lord has protected you and walked you, walked you through this journey as well as your sweet family. And I just, I've been really blessed listening to this conversation and I just pray that it is insightful for other people who don't understand or who don't have any family in the military. Um, there, there 
military is all around, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a <laughs> small, small community with tons of people. And so there's always people around to serve. And so thank you for sharing with us how we can better serve our military and for giving us insight. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey friends. So if you have not heard, we are hosting a contest. And so how this will work is if you share about us on social media, if you leave a rating and, or if you leave a review, each of those things is one point. And so if you do all three, then you will have the opportunity, the maximum opportunity to be entered into this contest. Now here is what you will win if your name is chosen from the contest. I have the absolute most delicious lattes ever now, thanks to this new frother in my kitchen that I have. It is handheld. It is nothing super fancy, but it just delights my family and I. And so we would love to be able to give it away to you all who support the podcast. And so one lucky person is going to be chosen. And the more that you share about us on social media will add up. So each time you share about us on social media, we will mark it down, um, let you know that we saw it, and then give you more points. So now, let, let me just caveat that with, please don't over overshare <laughs> and annoy your family and friends because we don't want to turn them off to this podcast, but we would love for you to share about it as often as comes to mind. Um, once a day, once a day is a good number. And this will, this contest will end on April 1st. So um, you have just a few weeks and then on April 1st or around there, we will draw a winner and we will send this frother to your home. Okay. That is all that I have for you now. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and that you are going to go out in peace. Love you friends.